The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.
Lashley shaving Mr. McMahon bald. But the champion still in control. Dollar small package by the dragon. Back there, he's got to know it. Nope. And again, Cena counters. Hey, cover. Cena does it. He's got him. Podcasting in the world. We're gonna put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Littman. Hello, 
Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC Outside Interference Show where it's a new concept where Jeff and I will talk about how to fix WWE and I'm actually looking forward to it so I'm your host Jimmy T my co-host who pretty much the spotlight will be on mainly on this show Mr. Jeff Littman welcome to the Outside Interference Show and more importantly explain to the viewers the concept of this show is it long term? Is it short term? What exactly are we doing here, Jeff? Yeah, what's up, everyone? Um, the concept of this show is that, you know, I think that the PWC family does a really good of analyzing and criticizing wrestling. Probably better than most. Definitely better than most. Maybe not better than everyone, but we're, but we're up there. But you know what? Anyone can criticize things. And anyone and everyone does. That's easy. I think that we try to offer solutions or what we think would be better you know, in the in the context of shows, but often that's fantasy booking or or whatever, or it probably just gets drowned out by the criticism, the jokes, the banter. So the concept of this show, by the way, not, it's not limited to WWE. This show is is to propose solutions so that we can show the world we ain't just haters. We're not just thinking about the bad things. So I put together twelve points, basically a twelve point plan. Some are more detailed than others as to how to improve WWE. It won't fix it, you know, but it might, or it may make it good enough or better. Um, and I did the same thing for AEW, though I think I ended up with Baker's Dozen for AEW. Um, but, you know, it, it's we're not pretending that we're shareholders, we're not pretending that we have, um, uh, you know, s- some sort of inherent ability to fix endemic or institutional issues we are just proposing solutions now jimmy has notice of mine but only he got them yesterday so probably hasn't a lot of of chance to absorb them so well i have actually i I did read through it it was a bit mumble jumbo because for whatever reason i don't know why it came out like that but nevertheless this is jeff's baby and i'm just here to play off what you're gonna say if i agree with you if i don't and then i'll take it from there but i'm actually looking forward to this i think no one else is really doing this like the way you're doing it i mean there are people out there always talking about how to fix things but not this in depth so i'm actually looking forward to it yeah i I don't think so either and that's one of the reasons why i wanted to do it i i do want to do things that are different a lot of times i'm wrong i find out there's other things that are the same but so so today is wwe and today is going to be my 12 point plan uh chris will do another show with jimmy where he'll he'll put his uh, ideas into place. He doesn't have to have a 12-point plan. He may have six, he may have 60. Uh, and then next week, or whenever we get around to it, we'll do AEW. I'm starting with WWE This probably in the podcast world I'm probably considered sort of a, a WWE mark, though probably not as much as some, and I'm probably considered fairly so an AEW critic, and, and we'll cover that more lately. So, okay. So, point number one, restock the roster. The roster cuts were way too deep. They went way overboard. They 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 went from roster to cast. They basically took what was like a Division One college football team roster, and where they should have turned it to a major league baseball roster, they they changed it to the cast of a TV show. Which in essence, it is a TV show, but it's a different kind of TV show. You you can't you can't cut the rodeo rodeo clowns. You can't you don't cut the stunts person double the budget in movies you know unless you got a whole lot of cgi and cgi doesn't work in wrestling so <laughs> i agree Cole Hardy. 
especially in the men's roster, the women's roster may be a little bit crowded and, and a lot of people underutilized. Now, I'm going to ignore the fact with WWE that, that one of my thoughts is that 50-50% time for women in men's wrestling is a mistake. We're ignoring that because I, I, I don't even want to deal with that today. I, I'm, I I'm just know that I think that wrestling is predominantly a male-dominated entertainment form and, and mostly men want to watch it you know and listen i'm a 53 year old man watching guys in their underwear fighting it, <laughs> it, it, it's it, you know it's 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 like a comic book thing for me same you know so not to say there aren't women fans but women fans like watching the the men fight too that's more, it's more comic booky it's more larger than life anyway so restock the roster especially on the main the, the main roster and on the men's side they went i would say they need at least a half a dozen to 10 more wrestlers on each roster for variety um, and to build up certain areas. So that's point number one. Well, I agree actually 100% with point number one because what, in the last two years, they've released what, 82 wrestlers or thereabouts? Yeah, and that's just the last two. I think over the last two and a half years, it's closer to 200. Now, a lot of those people were just PC and and performance center and prospects and you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, pro- probably 80 wrestlers or so that we saw on TV. Now, I don't even disagree with a lot of a lot of the cuts necessarily. It was it, it was just too far and too deep, and they really haven't replaced them with anyone other than, well, Cody. Cody. That's yeah. it. No, you're right, 100%. I, I agree with you. So yeah, keep going, Jeff, because I can't argue that point, that's for sure. Okay. Point two isn't that different than point one, except it's specific to tag teams. Build respectable tag team divisions and retain respectable tag team divisions. Now, the teams don't have to stay the same, but I think there is a cachet in long-term teams. There's a history of wrestling with long-term teams. The Rock and Roll Express is still a team. People still talk about the Road Warriors and the Steiner Brothers and the Midnight Express. You know, you can every territory has there the Fantastics, the Fabulous ones, what what whatever the Von Erics, the Freebirds. You want to name whatever it is. Right now, there's very few iconic tag teams: the Usos, the Briscoes, the New Day, the Bucks. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> the Bucks. Right? Sure. They, yeah, they they certainly count. The Hardys, uh, who are oh, yes. you know aren't even really that active. So. Build tag teams, and this applies also to the women. Either get rid of rid of those women's tag team titles, or sustain some women's tag teams. And not that I think Ruby Soho has proven herself a great commodity in AEW, but her and Liv were a pretty good tag teams. They were serviceable. <laughs> they actually nobody were. Ruby <clears throat> was mid when when she was protected in a tag team, and Absolutely. nobody thought that Liv stunk when when she was protected in a tag team. Wow, so, it's weird, right? It's true. You're right. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I mean, there's a Greek letter sigma, and it means the, <laughs> the, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, or, or yeah, the, the sum of the sum of the the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So yeah, tag teams often make make people better. And I know that Vince fell in love with making single stars a, a while ago, and I love his. I know he loves his mishmash teams, basically ever since uh, the Rock and Sock connection, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and the superpowers even before that. And that's okay. Mm. There can be some of those as well, but you should have those long-standing and tag teams. Yes. The ultimate maniacs. The ultimate maniacs. That's exactly <laughs> right. Um, right now, they have two to four viable tag teams per brand. 
on Raw as we sit here, there's the RK Bros and maybe the Street Profits. Are the Alpha Academy really anything other than a distant third? Who else well, is attacking the Hurt Business? Well, to be fair, I think um, the Alpha Academy are actually more of a tag team than RK Bro is because essentially you got two single stars, you know, mixed together into a tag team. Oh, but, they but, are absolutely no, no. They're not as viable as RK Bro is, obviously, but nevertheless, it's still actually a real tag team compared so, to so. them. So then we have the champions and two teams, if you consider Alpha Academy to be a real tag team and not more of the butt of a joke. On SmackDown, oh, we have the That's Usos, arguable. <laughs> right? On, we have the Usos, the champions. We have the, the New Day, uh, who they desperately want to break up, but they can't. Um, you have Los Lotharios, so they're already teasing tension between. Which is you ridiculous. Have, <laughs> ridiculous, I agree. You have the Viking Raiders, who are pretty marginalized. And who else? The, the, the Sheamus crowd? The Sheamus crew? Uh, yeah, you know. they're not a tag team. Unless we're moving to some sort of trios bullshit like AEW is, mm -hmm. then, yeah, this is stupid. They so definitely they, need actual tag teams in WWE. Even at the low of impact, they always had at least five or six tag teams. You need champions at least five to six teams vying for the titles, include, which can be some a combination with mashup teams. And so both on the women's side. So this may be an addition to the 10 or it may be made up of the, the 10 additional uh, uh, people that they, they bring in. But some of them should be tag teams. So, you know, if I was to, I probably wouldn't even fantasize this anymore because Cardona has been so damn good. Oh, but, God. but, you know, the Edgeheads, you know, are a tag team. <laughs> but how about Enzo and Cass? Neither one of them is doing anything important. Right. Hey, man, he follows WWE. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. And I've, and I've said this, it's no secret. I'm a fan of Enzo and Cass, more particularly yeah. Enzo. But I would so bring them back as a team again and have them vying for the bloody World Tag Team Championships, right? Raw, SmackDown. Shane Taylor Promotions. Three or four of them are still available, or four or five if you count Reverend. Right. Ron. Um, who else? You know, you could bring in Josh Woods to buttress the Alpha Academy. The Briscoes, why they let them go to Impact. You think the shareholders of WWE cares about the the, the Briscoes and what Jay Briscoe said on social media 10 years ago? Yeah, uh, I don't think it's that. I think it's more they're too hardcore for WWE right now at this you know, present time. Please. The Uso stole their entire act. It's the same thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. So okay. enough about that. It doesn't matter who the particular teams are. You can find teams out there or you can create teams. Um, I'm not, you know, and, and I see a couple in NXT. The Creed brothers certainly have potential. Um, but as far as size and the whole thing, I mean, I don't see anything in Pretty Deadly. Legato well, is too small. Yeah, I was going to say Legato del Fantasma. They're too, they're too small for the man. And moment. isn't Joaquin Wild some some other name now too? Cruz del Toro, I think. What the, the fuck, dude? And even Raquel Gonzalez. See, i got to remember that it's Raquel Rodriguez now on SmackDown, even though that doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about. But what about but what about uh, the Z Germans over on SmackDown now? Yeah, well, I, why they broke up, I mean, Imperium would have been a great team. Change both their names, I don't care. And and Gunther could be the, the solo guy. But yeah, a good example. Imperium, a great tag team. Every bit as good as FTR. But I, I'd say even maybe better, harder hitting anyway. Uh, and they and they were characters. They weren't just generic white guys. They were European <laughs> white guys, which aren't generic in North America. They're right, generic, right. Be generic in Europe. <laughs> but yeah, you know, weird. 
No, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're spot on. I agree with you again. I mean, so far, like, I can't argue really what you've been saying, man, because that's exactly what WWE really need. Okay. Number three, write stories for everyone. You never know what's going to stick. You never know what chemistry is going to work. And this is not absent the other two. This this can be tied into tag teams as well and creating tag teams and how they get together and how they break up and things like that. But write stories for everyone. This is something that Vince Russo adhered to. Absolutely. And, you know, that and everything doesn't need to make air. Vince Russo, you know, or his avatar wouldn't be in sole control. We we know that Vince McMahon is basically in sole control, which is, you know, the, the biggest problem of them all. Don't think mm-hmm. I'm not aware of that. Right. Um, but if you write stories for everyone, then some of them are going to work. Not all of them are going to work. And that's fine. That the hist- People like to look back at wrestling and only remember the really good stuff or the really bad stuff. But there's a lot of stuff that just gets forgotten. And that's okay, too. Because, and there's a reason why wrestling's real demographic is not 18 to 34. Why it's 34 to 64 <laughs> yeah. is because us old codgers... We know that if wrestling gives us 50 to two thirds of stuff that we enjoy somewhere between a lot and good enough, that's a good show. If we, it, as long as we don't hate 50% of it, you know, <laughs> we're, we're happy that, 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 that makes us happy with the, with a wrestling product. We're like a DC comics fan. It, it's mostly, <laughs> as long as it's not mostly crap, as we know that there's going to be a whole lot of crap. All right. So that's that Four half characters. Don't be afraid of backlash. I mean, you don't have to have the the most obnoxious, virulent characters, but bad guys are allowed in TVs and movies. We have Nazis and skinheads. We have real bikers. We have drug dealers. We have have mafias. We have Russian mafias. We have Jamaican gangs. We have, I mean, we have criminals. We have have all all sorts of things. In wrestling now, you either have the, the noble good guy, the tweener, the bad guy who's a little crazy, the the bad guy who's a borderline cult leader, or the bad guy's like, I'm tougher than you, but when I'm not, I'll cheat. That, all, all the stereotypes, it. Jeff. You, you're forgetting the stereotypes. We don't even have good stereotypes anymore. I mean, right. we, I mean, there is Don Tony. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of criticism for that. There shouldn't be. There, there absolutely shouldn't be. Right. If, if, now, if people reject it, fine, move on to something else. But... Absolutely, there, there's, there's nothing. And I sort of like the innuendo of the, the sort of crime family war between the, the cartel and, and the mafia. <laughs> except that's going to be forgotten pretty soon. It will anyway, be forgotten. It will be forgotten, and that's the shameful part. It, but they should do that though on the main roster more so often. And like you said, see what sticks, see what works, see what doesn't. And, and at times, they do try that. Look at friggin' Nikki Ash or Trash, whatever you yeah. want to call her. Right, almost a superhero. Like she's an example. There's a few others that I can't think of at the top of my head right now, but they do attempt that here and there. But they should be guys are trying to be some sort of like 1920s hoodlums kind of thing. Yeah, like Butch and Seamus and Holland, whatever. But fucking, they should. You're right. They should sort of try new stuff. If it works, great. If it doesn't, so be it. You know what I mean? We move on. Why aren't there Russian bad guys right now? Why? Why aren't there Russian bad? right Perfect now time why why is there an event a corrupt evangelical right now <laughs> why, one, well, why, why isn't there a conspiracy theorist 
on there right now. Well, Sami Zayn is technically a conspiracy theorist, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, but he's talking about the conspiracies against him. I mean, right, but someone talking about Vril and reptilians and, <laughs> and 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 accusing the bloodlines of actually being a bloodline. I, 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 lean well, into it. I want someone who is someone questioning the moon landing and saying he knows who <laughs> killed JFK. It's like. Well, there, there's so much crap out there right now. There's so much to work with. It's in pop culture, you know. I don't know. Just you know, it just look for pro wrestling. I think going that deep with conspiracy things, like even with the JFK shootings, and uh, I think that's too touchy, dude. And even reptilians. I think the fans will go a bit. Oh, what the fuck is this shit? Right. Unfortunately, well, but just, you know, there's. I don't know. They're they're. There, I don't. First of all, I, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with you. And there's only one way to find out. I mean, I think that Joe Gacy's working out, and that's more cult than conspiracy. But I mean, you know, cult that, can that, work that, though. Cult works in wrestling though. Cult, well, I mean, that's that's better. <laughs> I mean, right? That, that's better than someone. You know, the moon landing was fake. I mean, <laughs> see, see, that's a good example. Just say they went something like that with the moon landing was faked or whatever, right? Where can you go with that? Like, how far can you really go without getting made fun of? Whatever. Everything gets made fun of until it works, and then it doesn't get made fun of anymore. I guess. That's true. I mean, mean, nobody liked Rocky Maivia until they did. Yeah, but that's a little different. He became The Rock, and then, you know, he was a completely different personality. Come on now. No one liked him until he turned on Farouk. (laughs) He was The Rock by that point, though. Right, but nobody liked him until he turned on Farouk. And by the way, when Farouk came in, he was like a gladiator. It was ridiculous. Right, that was fucking ridiculous. Why not a nation of domination? I would love a new nation, dude. We've been clamoring for that. I think for years we've been mentioning that in the IWC and stuff like that. But I think that would be have lost their marbles or their their grapefruits, like Vince would say, because they're they're too scared to go that that far. But... We have PG on every single night on every broadcast network with actual bad guys and actual characters. Right. So we'll just take that lead and, and go with it. Don't listen to Twitter. Wrestling's not a sport. It's a TV show. Wrestling's not supposed to be woke. It's supposed to be edgy. Wrestling used to be ahead of the rest of the curve. I mean, imagine now it if was. you had the Iron Sheik and and the, 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 the wild Russians. It, <laughs> it would have been shit on the well, bolsheviks the, the bolsheviks absolutely I mean, that would be great i mean and it would work because that's exactly what's going on around the world like 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 you said professional wrestling has always been based off what's happening around the world like it's it's based on on all, the, all sorts of stuff like that right i mean it's that's what it is but for whatever reason WWE in particular are too afraid of the backlash to go that deep again, you know, that's the problem. Don't call them militias, call them <laughs> survivalists, but they call themselves, you know, preparationists. Whatever. Right. I and mean then, and then the and then the funny guy who's insulting him says, Preparation H, what? You know, yeah. I mean this stuff is easy. Or do tongue in cheek things like they always love doing, right? They love the tongue in cheek sort of thing. So I mean, look at Muhammad Hassan, right? As a good example. That was the last time WWE had balls, but then their balls got clipped right after that and we've never really seen anything like that again maybe rusev but even that wasn't as you know as russian as it should have been or could have been right you know how, how about how about 
an oligarch. How about how about a rich capitalist that, that all they want is more money? I mean, <laughs> that would be it, funny. There's plenty of things in in, in the real world that, that exist out there to use. So anyway, number five, don't fix unbroken things. They're always trying to fix unbroken things. They the fiend was working. I know that everyone likes supernatural, but the fiend was working, and they had him lose five matches. That at least he had to win three of those. I mean, <laughs> right. at least three of those. Uh, the hurt business was the best thing to come out of the pandemic era, and they broke it up as quickly as possible. And it's and by the way, the hurt business was four guys in their three guys in the mid forties and one younger guy, Cedric Alexander. Who came out of this irrelevant? Cedric Alexander. Who is in prominent positions? Lashley and MVP. Great. I love MVP, and everyone knows I love Lashley. I mean, I would I would give bone marrow to Lashley. He's blood of my blood. <laughs> but and, and I'm not a big Cedric fan either, but oh, I can't stand Cedric. Out of all this, he should have been the one to emerge significant. And if he wasn't the guy, they should have picked someone else like Ricochet. I don't know. Swerve someone. They should have picked someone else that, 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 that had, you know, more of the personality they were looking for. But stop fixing our bro. Everyone wants them to break up the RK bros. No, it's one of the few things that works. In fact, I would not do a feud between Omos and, and Lashley. I would have them reconcile and go, you know what? I don't right. want to fight. I want to yeah. fight with you. I agree. Cole Halley, I mean, seriously, because at the end of the day, with the Omos-Lashley thing, who are you going to kill here? Like, Omos? Is right. that what's going to... You know what the I mean? The young guy like, or one of your only viable right. contenders for which a is, world championship Which is right stupid now. booking, right? I would love it if they just got back together and said, you know what? Fuck this. With the hurt business, I mean, it's logical. It makes sense. It would be badass as well, but right. for whatever reason, they won't go there. And as far as RK they have, Bro goes, they, they work. Three, You're right. They have three guys who can tell the story. I left WWE and came back better. One of them is Cody. The other is Drew McIntyre, and the Lashley. third is Bobby Lashley. Absolutely perfect. You know, perfect. So, Them don't, three. Don't, so you can't. You can't bury him either it's like it's like it's it, it's almost like what aw did with hook they made him so unbeatable that they can't do anything with him other than put him with dan Housen now i was just they, gonna say right because they, they don't know how to make him look hurt or how to lose his first match without it losing all of the mystique um so the other option is have the curse work <laughs> then he's a shadow of himself and oh, then they breaks the curse and then it starts over again um anyway enough of aw is a different thing okay Number six, hinted at it earlier, but don't break up teams until they enjoy some success, unless it's part of a larger story, like they were never meant to be in the first place, like sort of like Dexter and Duke Hudson, they were never really meant to be. So if they right. have a feud instead of having success, that's okay. But Los Lotharios, they haven't had any success yet, so nobody's going to give a royal flying fuck if they break up. So have them success. And by the way, Selena Vega, who is a little bit small and diminutive and not as great a wrestler as up to women's wrestling standards these days, make her their manager again. Have them reconcile them. Have them be tag team champions. Maybe they have short runs, two or three months at a time. They have two or three runs over the next two years. Maybe the runs don't total more than 10 months in the aggregate, but have them have some success and then they break up. Then it matters. Um, so that's that. You, no one cares if an unsuccessful team splits up. Factions don't overdo it, like they do in Japan, like they oh, do, like AEW. they were doing AEW, and technically still are, but not featuring them as right, much. Right. And 
at least not on the broadcast cable channels I see. So I don't <laughs> yeah. watch the dark, the YouTube shows. Don't overdo it. But fans like factions. They like beatdowns. If their hero is going to get beat up, we like to see the hero get beat up by four or five people, not by one. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it and not the sense. baby faces, like five baby faces beating up one heel because that's a baby right. face move, right? Right. The, 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 right. Well, that's an AW thing where the baby right, faces right. the heels. It's 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 weird. It's ridiculous. Um, but AW does a lot of stuff backwards. But again, we'll we'll get to them. But have some factions. Don't be afraid. It doesn't mean everything needs to be faction heavy. It doesn't need to be like faction wars, like in two thousand three or whenever that was. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. But but you could have one or two factions. And 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 why do the factions? Why are they limited to three or or just two people? So you know, don't be afraid to have a faction of four or five people. I mean. You know, I know. Why can't we have an NWO or DX again, or like with different names, whatever? Like, what's happened there? Like, why won't they do that? Or Horseman? You own Horseman. Horseman, right? And you know what? Watch Flair go ballistic all over the place and get more free publicity for yourself. (laughs) One hundred percent. Do it before AEW just decides to do it and risks and says, "Eh, "Sue us." Um, (laughs) All right. Also. Avoid obvious pin eaters unless it's a squash match. It 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 kills all the momentum. I understand they want to protect Otis, but when you know that in any match of consequence that Chad Gable's going to eat the pin every single time, you already know what the ending is. So, you know, you have that fluctuate a little bit more to make things more obvious, less obvious, and less predictable. Um, that one I think is a uh, doesn't require much more elaboration. No. no, I agree with you. I agree with most of your points so far, Jeff. So there hasn't been any arguing from my part, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I don't think these things are all that hard. I mean, I think a lot of these things, I, the problems are sort of obvious. There's one big one that that, that you know obviously we're gonna we're gonna get to it. Everyone knows what it is. Um, but number nine, get rid of the 24-7 title. Oh, it's please. been at least 85% garbage. Maybe 15% of it was okay in the beginning, and, and maybe 5% of it is okay now. But it's run its course. You want another title? Bring back the hardcore title. Everyone liked the hardcore title. Same concept. You can have crazy matches all over the place. People are athletic as hell. You know, you can have comedy with the hardcore title. Crash Holly did it extremely well. But you don't tell me Mick Foley couldn't be funny. I mean, there, there were most wrestlers are not one dimensional. Get rid of that 24 seven title. It's embarrassing. It really <laughs> is. I mean, the one thing that, that, that no matter what the fan of any wrestling promotion can say to me that I have no argument back and I wouldn't even try to is 24 seven title. What am I going to say? It's a little bit funny sometimes. No, it sucks. It's it sucks. garbage. I the belt's agree. even ugly. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. All right, this next one, I'm not sure how well it's going to go over, but if you're going to have women's wrestling be 50% of your shows, uh, how about have a women's TV title that floats around both brands and you can have someone else get elevated and then the stipulation would be if they they have eight or something like that successful defenses, they earn themselves a world title match and they can pick whichever title is. So you could have stories with them getting ever closer to that eight or 10, whatever it is. Somebody, you know, you know, screws them of that. So then there's a uh, insta feud from that. Somebody gets it. They have to pick one title from one brand. 
maybe they make the wrong choice. Maybe the other person gets insulted. Why didn't you pick me? And they attack them and you have an instant feud. Or you can just have them do the match. If they're getting over, they win. If they don't, they lose, whatever it is. But when they lose, they lose their title too. They don't keep the TV title. Then it becomes a tournament. So you sort of have it, stories always built in. They're always sort of self-manufacturing. There's always different directions you can get go into. Well, um, do you yeah. think if you were to do that, just say, do you think it'd be time for a women's show, possibly? Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. I just don't think anybody would watch it. I mean, nobody really watched Evolution, and right. I mean, it was such a good idea. Like, I mean, AEW could benefit from a YouTube women's show. But I can tell you, when Ring of Honor was doing, you know, theirs, and granted, these were level D and E, the, the Women of Honor shit they were doing. I mean, they they would get like. 13,000 people watching it after like two months. Really? You know? That bad? Yeah. Every now and then, like Quinn McKay's debut match did like 83,000. But That's like, right. you know, but but most, yeah, that was all right. But rarely did anything else to do. I mean, you know, probably Jason Solomon does better than that every night. Heck, um, one of the PWC shows, in fact, one with Kevin Castle that's on YouTube has done over 20,000 views. So, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, I'd also maybe propose if people don't love the idea that you have an open challenge, almost like AEW did with the TNT title, and that you do bring in other people. It can be from NXT, but it can be from the indie scene. So WWE looks like it's at least giving payday opportunities, to, you know, and tryouts to other people. And, and if they do well, give them a contract. They don't have to be on the main roster if they don't win. But say they, they did so well, we 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 gave them a, a a role in the PC, and and you know maybe we'll be seeing them on NXT soon. Well, um, they did kind of do that at one point in NXT with Triple H and stuff. Right. Well, I I'm not making this up. I'm copying it from TN from from AEW's TNT title a year ago. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. No, you're right. I mean, and, and it would be fine if somebody, you know, you see Bailey return and, and, and she makes the challenge too. That would be cool. But it would also be cool if you do it and, I don't know, say Genocide or Mariah May comes out or, whatever, you know. And they're great. I mean, that would be great in WWE. I agree, man. Or like a Mickey James to, to, you know, to, you know, some people that, you know, maybe you did wrong. They don't really want to come back, but they sort of want to keep their foot in the door and you want to keep this myth of, you know, we have a, we have an open door policy, which is bullshit. But if you want to make it look <laughs> like it's not complete bullshit, you, you can do that. You know, Camille can come on. I mean, I, I you know, I don't know if, if Billy Camille's great, dude. I think she's got a great look. I agree. And you know what? I think it'd be cool as hell if she was walking around with with the WWE women's TV title yeah. and had the NWA women's title at the same time well you know it's funny um you bring up an interesting point i think she could be a better lacey evans if that makes any sense well i think she's already better than lacey evans me too I mean, and she's lacey, class she's all class dude i mean the lacey evans execution has just been cringeworthy I mean, we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll see where it goes with those promos terrible um but i i you know i'd be interested in seeing that and 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 by the way if, if they don't want to hire you know, people to fill out those rosters, those tag teams, form a relationship with with uh, NWA, form a relationship with somebody with somebody else, Championship Wrestling in Hollywood. I don't know. S somebody looks like New Japan Strong is out the window. MLW <laughs> sued you. The quickest way to resolve this is say, yeah, how about, you know, 
Let, let's let's put some of your people on TV. Wouldn't you love to see Hammerstone come out? Hell yeah, he'd be great in WWE, in my opinion. Not to mention uh, uh, Fatu as well. That's what I was just going to say. Roman isn't 100%. Somebody's coming after him. You want to get to me? You got to go through. Yeah, we know the Usos. Not this time. <laughs> and, the, and the Samoan werewolf comes out. I'll be um, awesome, dude. Awesome. Right. And if they could have some sort of sharing with, with Cesaro Durant, I mean, I cannot believe that MLW is paying that guy and WWE couldn't. Maybe it fits better with his regular acting schedule. I don't know, but still. Um, all right. 11. This is one of the endemic problems that I don't know that it can happen, but change up the goddamn cadence of the shows. <laughs> you, you, you could almost go into the show and, and pre predetermine when the commercials are going to be oh without God. seeing the camera shots. When you see the camera shots, you know, stop with the recaps and you don't, you know, fine. You want to do a, you know, we, I don't need five minutes of recaps from the week before. Assume that I watched the show, but if yep. you want to do it, do 30 seconds in the beginning and do it 30 seconds between each segment and don't do a recap of the recap. Whatever happened at the top of hour one doesn't need to be recapped in the middle of hour one. And then at the top of hour two, and then again, at the top of hour three, just don't do it. You're wasting time. Put more matches in there. It's boring. It's boring and formulaic. You can get the same amount of commercials and and just and just not have them at these preset times, which are ridiculous. I know it's easier. I know I, you know. I'm sure it has some appeal to the network, but wouldn't having more viewers have more appeal to the network? So, so you know, so add matches, mix the cadence up a little bit, surprise us. Make it so that when we go on, I go, all right, at, at minute nine, there's going to be a commercial. Then we're going to have one at minute 14. That's going to be the short Literally. commercial. Then there's right. going to be another 10-minute one. And then at minute 25, we're going to get another long commercial. They're going to trick us at the half-hour mark for a long <laughs> commercial, but it's going to be the 90-second one. Yeah. And then <laughs> four minutes, then another commercial. I mean, just 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 cut it out. You're spot on, Jeff, because like I think we touched on, on, the, on one of our shows last week, maybe the blow-off. If you've been a WWE fan for at least 15 years minimum, right? You would you would know all the times they will take commercial breaks and whatnot. You know, growing up watching WWE, I know exactly when they're going to go to break. Even just from the camera angles and, and everything. You know it before they even say it. It's funny, man. It's so true. Right. And if a segment's good, don't fuck it up. Don't screw it up. You know, yep. We, we don't need to know that the, sec, the second the match goes on the outside, the chances are, you know, in two and a half minutes, somebody's going to be go on the table and then somebody's going to do and the camera's going to go in on them and then pan, you know, jerkily pan into the person on the ground. Like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Then commercial. Um, spot on, man. Now, number 12, it should be have someone other than Vince in charge, but that's not going to happen. So I'm, so while I am in the world of fantasy right now, I'm not going to go that far into the world of fantasy, but have there be a booking committee uh, and, the, and, and have it a good a booking legit committee. one, though. <laughs> What's that? A legit booking committee, because apparently right. they do have a booking committee in WB, but we, we both know, and I'm sure all our listeners do too, that it's all, you know, the buck stops with Vince, period. Right. And right, like you said, a legit booking committee one one that has that, that that you know that somehow vince agrees to at least listen to it half the time you know right, so, right. So and just let them do their own thing he can do his shit too like with roman or whatnot right 
but actually have an independent booking committee that's left alone and let them actually come up with stuff that's not Vince's ideas. You know what I mean? And see where it goes. Yeah. So that's much well. I, I don't think any of them are particularly controversial. I don't think yeah. I don't think any of them are hard, uh, even without number twelve. Uh, number 12 is the hardest, obviously, but it, it's not if one person wants it to happen um, or just gets beaten down from being tired by people that matter around him, Stephanie. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, those that's my 12-point plan to improve WWE. And listen, if they do them and if it's still not improved, either I'll come up with more plans or I'll just say, you're right, this sucks. I agree 100%. And, I, and I'm surprised because I was thinking there's going to be some points where I'm probably not going to agree with. But really, <laughs> there actually wasn't. So there wasn't really much arguing from my end because that's exactly what I want in WWE to improve. And look, they do have great pay-per-views in terms of in-ring work, right? The in-ring stuff on pay-per-views is so much better than your weekly shows because unfortunately, whatever this new concept is, they like doing five-minute matches tops, if that. You know what I mean, these days. And that's the problem because TV feels like one big advertising thing. That's all it is. Right, it's they're not, just building from event right. to event. That's all it is, man, and, and it's pretty frustrating. I, I have noticed that they've changed more titles on TV lately, which is, which is you know, I think a good thing. And, uh, you know, I think Theory winning was a surprise. Finn Balor certainly winning was a surprise. Ricochet winning was a surprise. <laughs> yes. But then but – then, Finn Balor and Ricochet aren't on WrestleMania. So, I mean, that's true it, too. Or at least not a major role. So, you know, you sort of do something cool and surprising, but then you shit on those titles. Um, so, it doesn't make I, sense, Jeff. I don't get the logic. It, I, I don't, I don't either. So, I mean, I, I mean, that, that could be a, a, an easy 13th. All uh, titles yeah. should be uh, on, on the grabs for all major pay-per-views, unless it's like a Survivor Series thing and then the title holders are in a in some team because they have to be. I mean, if you wanted a controversial one, frankly, I would say, you know, I mean, I could tell you who I would fire from the existing roster. There's plenty of people. But if you want a controversial one, I'd say women's wrestling should be no more than 20% of the shows. Yeah, see, that one you can argue and a lot of people would be like, uh, you know what I mean? But look, there's there's enough good female wrestlers, in my opinion, in WWE, between all three brands, if you want to include NXT, they've, all, they've got a pretty strong women's sort of division, in my opinion, if you add all three together. So I think, generally, you've got Charlotte, you've got, say, Rousey, you've got Bailey hopefully coming back shortly, you've got Sasha Banks. Bianca, you know, they should be... Bianca. Oh, Bianca Belair... Asuka coming back. Asuka coming back. It's pretty strong, dude, when you really look at it. So she's pretty good. Shotsky is dangerous. Dangerous, yeah. Always has been, too. Even in the Indies, she was just crazy dangerous, dude. On herself. She Jeff Hardy. Yeah, worse, though. Like, she's even worse. Like, she loves hurting herself, that girl, man. Uh, (laughs) Like, literally. I, I, I agree. I mean... Listen, I, you know, maybe this is, I, listen, AEW probably does less than 20% of female wrestling on their show, and they're the woke promotion. Um, <laughs> well, to be I, fair, I mean, they don't have enough to actually even do more than 20%, if that. They, they have enough. They just, you just never like, see them. Good talent, I mean. That's what I mean. Like, good enough talent to actually be on television. They've only got four decent, actually, 
women wrestlers, dude, when you really think about it. Well, it's debatable how good their male talent is either. That's, that's on TV every week, early summer. <laughs> And, and, he, and listen, the, the, the debate is fair for WWE. Dominic Mysterio, I'm looking at you. Um, Get him off, but, please. <laughs> but listen, I, you know, you're, you're probably going to hear from Chris on the next show with his suggestions. They might be the same. They might be different. Frankly, he, he hasn't shared his list yet, and I'm happy enough to be surprised by them. I just wanted to do the work in advance. Um, and then we'll move on to AW, and I will show you that I'm not a hater of AW, and I do follow it. And the suggestions I think you will find, uh, hopefully you'll find them constructive if you found these constructive. But I know that I'd love to hear what your thoughts are if you think they were crap. But more importantly, I would like to th- I would like to hear what your suggestions are. Not like get rid of Vince. We 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 all let's just we'll say agree. we all was, we all agree that right. Vince having the last word or any significant word is not a great thing for WWE in 2022 or 2016. Um, but that's not going to happen. So. I'd love to hear it. I'm sure Jimmy would love to hear it. We probably I would, would love to post the good ones on, on the website and Twitter and stuff like that. Oh, for sure. No doubt. I, we might actually do that tonight and see what the people have to say because you're right, man. And really the only one you can argue, and I mean not argue, that we can all agree on 100% is Vince McMahon not being the guy booking all this crap. You know what I mean? But other than that, I mean, I totally agree with you. I'm sure most of our listeners might... I'm sure you're going to get some feminists out there by saying what you said about the women, but who gives a shit? Because here at the PWC, we can Here's be ourselves re- and give our honest opinions. Here's my response, then WNBA. Sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, every female sports, pretty much, other than tennis, in my opinion, but really right, doesn't matter. Sport, <laughs> well, sometimes every four-year soccer, but yeah, female sports just doesn't have the same audience that male sports does. I mean. And since wrestling doesn't. is supposed to be a sport, that spills over in, into wrestling as well. So it just, it just, it's just market. It's just the marketplace. And this is a commercial venture. It's not a not-for-profit. But I am not opposed to an all-female show being put on Peacock or on YouTube or, or you know, any sort of stream. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I would watch it. Um, I'd be one of the people supporting it. But I, you know, if you want to get more viewers and have a faster pace and, you know, probably a better show, my opinion, this is me, not not those of the PWC or anyone else. I I just think that women's wrestling should be relegated to no more than 20 percent of the shows. (laughs) I love it, Jeff. You're a funny guy, man. The fact that you have the balls to say that is what we love here at the PWC, Jeff. You know what I mean? We don't cut off balls for having an opinion. Put it that way. Huevos largos. (laughs) Where's was Lagos, did you say? Yes. Grande. <laughs> grande, Lagos grande. Lagos. Vamos. Grande <laughs> You're funny. Well, Jeff, the, well, I think that covers it, right? Is that your 12 points? I will say, though, that Chris is struggling with his points. He's only got three so far, just quietly. Okay. But I'm sure they're brilliant. I'm sure his three oh, points Oh, yeah. I don't know are... what those three points were, but all I know, he's got three. Okay. Well, listen, but that that's okay, too. I, I mean... You know, Chris has sworn off WWE for I think a couple of years now at least. So Easily. You know, he, he may actually have to watch some of it to figure out what's wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's you what know, I he, said. I said that to him. Okay. Like, eh, you haven't even watched he remembers anybody. Being wrong yeah. it may not even be that bad anymore. <laughs> right, right. And I was trying it's to explain that worse. to him. <laughs> <laughs> it probably has. But in saying that, Jeff, man, before we go, tell them where they can find you. And more importantly, is it gonna be a part two to this? 
Well, there's absolutely going to be a part two to this. I mean, Chris's part two. Right. My part two is going to be AEW next, and Chris will probably do his AEW as well. Um, and from there, I, I don't know if we'll visit other promotions or not, and whether it, I'll be part of that or not. Well, I've got a great idea. I think once both of you come up with your with your twelve things when it comes to AEW and WWE, I think our final show should be the three of us on to actually discuss what we've all said and have a conclusion to it. What do you think? I, I would love that. I would also love it if, if other podcasters or uh, journalists or thinkers in the wrestling community heard this and if they wanted to have like a round table. A round a table. Brilliant. Uh, right. We, we can open our own little uh, forbidden door kind of thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great idea. So... I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there'll be interest, and hopefully people will see this for what it is. An exercise that actually was been thought about to try to make suggestions to improve the product. And hopefully people will share it, because the only way it's ever going to get to be heard by anyone that matters is if, if people listen to this show and share it with others. Absolutely, man. And I think it's a great concept. And no one, I think, in the pro wrestling media base actually doing what we're doing so i'm actually looking forward to seeing the responses by everyone and and what people think so in saying that jeff tell them where they can find you my man uh hammerlock hangover is my way regular weekly wrestling podcast so it's hard to say that now not about hammerlock hangover <laughs> but i'm that's not a joke w- either he's on every damn show folks uh, absolutely every w- show so- a lot of Atmark media shows, a lot of humming media groups, a, lot, a bunch on of... On all the networks, mind you. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, uh, I'm i going to do a show with Drew Yari next week, not wrestling related, thank God. Oh, wow. Garden of Doom is my non-wrestling show. It's sort of a... I, I, am, I am told that it can be called, I can put it in one word and say it's like esotericism. I, I think that's what that's that's the one word for it. But nice. things that go bump in the night, pop culture, things that make you go hmm, that kind of thing. Uh, Garden Views is a sister show. The things that are interesting but grounded. Uh, very legal-based, very logical-based, business-based. Although, one of my continuing missions is to take Earth-based law and try to extrapolate it to what might be law of the space uh, uh-huh. for the next 100 or 200 years. So, a little bit extraterrestrial there as well. Um, so that's it. Hammerlock Hangover, Garden of Doom, Garden of Views. If you subscribe to Garden of Doom, you get Garden Views just the same because it's on the same feed. Uh, I'm at Icarus Fell MD. Uh, Hammerlock Hangover is at Hammerlock HO. But seriously, I would love to hear from you. I don't care if you send it to me. I don't care if you send it to Jimmy. I don't care if you send it to the PWC. I, 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 I this, this is not. We hope this is not exercise in futility. We hope this is an exercise in conversation. Absolutely, well said, man. And please like and subscribe at the PWCNetwork.Popping.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, follow me at PWC Network and also at DJ Mass Effects. In saying that, this is the PWC and this is our new concept show called Outside Interference, hosted by myself and Jeff Littman. Peace. The foreign object really sounds appropriate for outside interference. It does. (laughs) It does. Stay evil. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.